Welcome to Vibrant Potential. I'm Dr. Chris Frickman, and I'm recording these opening comments from the north woods of Grand Marais, a little town on the north shore of Lake Superior in Minnesota, almost to Canada. I don't have my recording equipment today, but I wanted to get you this really cool interview I did with Damon Coyne. Damon is a building biologist. I love sharing all sorts of information that will help you reach your vibrant potential. A huge part of living the life of your dreams and loving your life is being healthy enough to enjoy it. Having the energy to do what you want. There's a lot of talk about productivity hacks and such on the web this past year or two. Damon and people like him have been reducing environmental stressors from homes and businesses since before it was in vogue. I hope you enjoy this little glimpse into the work of a building biologist. I highly recommend you have him out to your place if you're in the Twin Cities, and if you're not from the Twin Cities, feel free to ask him for a referral to someone close to you. You can get his contact information as well as some other show notes at drchrisfrickman.com slash buildingbiology. Here's to your vibrant potential. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques, so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman. Damon, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks. Yeah, you bet. I wanted to talk to the listeners today about energies, about habitat, about environment. You know that I that I do something called habitat retreats where I take people and we go off up into a mountain home and we take them away from like out of their environment where any toxicities might be and into a place where they're just literally immersed in healing, in a healing habitat. So I love the work that you do because it's all about habitat. In fact, the name of your business is Intentional Environment. Yeah, exactly. Will you please get into a little bit about electromagnetic radiation and talk to people about what that is and, and why they should care about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's become a big part of what we're doing with our business. Uh, I'm a building biologist and uh, the study of building biology is about how the environment affects health and well-being. So we do see, you know, it's incorporating a holistic view and they've really brought on this awareness of how electromagnetic fields affect our bodies as just as air quality and chemicals and, and other toxins. And um, it's uh, it's been a big a really interesting journey for me. Uh, I I got affected by it myself and um, by found, EMFs. Yeah, yeah. I live near a cell phone tower in uh, in Seattle, Washington, and also uh, you know, and I I didn't I didn't consider it to be as big an issue in terms of the the high frequency radiation from like a cell phone tower. I had learned 
initially more about the fields that come from the building wiring and home wiring, such as electric and magnetic fields that are alternating current that bring our power that uh, turn on our lights and electricity. Um, I became aware of that first and, um, and then got even more affected by uh, living close to the cell tower. And, and I experienced uh, such a dramatic change when I shielded uh, my sleeping area from the fields. Uh, it was a night and day difference. I didn't have the headaches and, and the brain fog and, and the low energy and, and feeling ramped up and exhausted at the same time anymore. It just, it stopped. And so I was like, whoa, this is, this is a big deal. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of people don't know what a building biologist is. So a biologist is someone that studies life. What's a building biologist? Building biology began in Germany in the 70s. And it, uh, Anton Schneider was an architect who had this vision of bringing this holistic science together. It's like, uh, how it originated was after World War II, with all the, the cities being decimated in Germany, they had to rebuild really quickly and they used you know, cheaper petrochemically derived materials and things. And so when they built all these uh, prefabricated homes, they had hundreds of thousands of people get sick pretty really quickly. And so they had this real direct correlation with the built environment and people, how people uh, their health. So they had all these universities and different organizations that did studies on different aspects and it was all fragmented much like uh, some of the challenges with our with our Western science in general and Western medicine now things get so compartmentalized and he was like well we need to bring this into a holistic science and look at all these different layers. So let's look at the building materials, let's look at uh, how things are built, where they're built, uh, what happens within it, how it affects the air, and uh, and electro uh, the study of uh, electromagnetics and how it was affecting people was really coming on in the seventies too, uh, with work from like Robert Becker and and different uh, people were doing a lot of studies around that, and so he incorporated all these aspects and. It's really just the study of how it affects health and well-being, your built environment. But he also took it further and is like, this is really about creating healthy, sustainable living on the planet. Uh, we need to incorporate this awareness into our culture. And uh, we could be living at a higher uh, level of, of quality of life. So, um, yeah, as if it's been a fascinating journey incorporating those uh, teachings and, and uh, my mentors, some electrical engineers and things around the electromagnetic radiation. And um, we're, we're just, we work with uh, a lot of, with our business, we incorporate it into many different things from what we call conscious building and design, uh, from how we build the spaces. And, and uh, we also incorporate uh, other aspects that I was into even before I got into the building biology, which was more the intentional design incorporating uh, some feng shui and, and other uh, dynamics. But uh, the building biology has been really powerful. So a lot of times what we work with uh, with people is like foundationally we want to reduce the toxic load and stress on the body by... So uh, you're getting into some of the tools, but yeah. I just want to make sure that that we that we just like make it really simple. So let me take a stab at it. Yeah. Is a 
would you say is a building biologist someone that you know they use different tools and stuff um, that you were starting to talk about but a building biologist works with the quote-unquote health of the building in a way that that is going to hopefully influence the health of the occupants and maybe the health of even the earth you know around the building but probably even more particularly the the health of the occupants whether it's at work or or at home is that right yeah 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 that's well said it's really it's about the building being both healthy for the occupants which we call biologically compatible and the environment which is about being ecologically sustainable nice okay you had a personal history with this that you started to talk about there and um, I'd love to hear more about that so you said that you were in Seattle and, and you, you were having like, what, what were the symptoms? You, had, you were having headaches and fatigue and, and tell us about that. Basically, after about three months of living in this condo, I started getting headaches all the time. And my, oh, wow, the, so it came on quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my wife was, I was actually studying the building biology stuff at the time. So doing the schooling and going to Florida where a lot of the courses were, but doing correspondence stuff. And uh, my wife was out working uh, with real estate brokers, staging homes and stuff. And so she wasn't there as often, but it took her like two and a half more months because she was out of that space more. And then she started getting the headaches as well. And uh, but yeah, my symptom was the more like tightness, muscle tightness in the body, inflammation um, and uh, the, the vertebrae getting misaligned in the neck that was uh, causing headaches. So I go away and work with as a chiropractor. I have to yeah. ask, like, so how did you how did you identify that? Well, it was I had worked with chiropractors before, so I I I knew, and my wife did body work and and stuff, and worked with the chiropractor, so um, she could adjust my neck, you know, and then the headaches would go away to an extent, um, and. Uh, and I'd go away and feel better, but we had we have been aware of working with these other layers of the environment, and so it became really clear that that's what it was. Uh, and then the first meter I bought was like eight hundred dollar meter, and it just blew the meter out. So I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, so you know, eventually I got an even more expensive meter, was able to see. Uh, exactly what was happening there but um, we ended up getting this shielding canopy that went over the bed it was like a fabric uh, it looks like a linen gauze but it has copper and uh, silver threads in it and it doesn't let that high frequency radiation pass through it and I was just like wow just getting inside of it my body just like relaxed and no. I felt quiet so this isn't like a sheet that you're putting over your mattress. This is like a tent that you're creating over your bed that you're sleeping inside of. Yeah, it was kind of like a uh, like what you see with the mosquito netting in Asia and Africa that they use, but it's more like a box shaped canopy, which was, right, right, yeah, yeah, and uh, that which is often a one of the most effective ways when you're in an apartment or condo and you've got. So we not only had it coming from the the uh, cell phone tower a block away, but we had it coming from uh, everybody's wireless routers and their cordless phones and all this stuff. And uh, it's interesting because we have, now we've been working with this for like ten years with people, and it's 
often t people get sensitized to certain types of uh, of the fields, and then when they get to a point where it's affecting them all the time, you know, more acutely than a broader range of these fields from low frequency magnetic fields from like currents on water pipes and all that kind of stuff can affect them as well. Um, and yeah, so it, it, what we do is assess the spaces and uh, that has been a big key is sleeping because we know that the electric fields and these high frequency fields from radio communications, uh, especially the pulsed radio waves like uh, Wi-Fi and cell phone, and it it affects melatonin production. It affects uh, what's then, as you know, helps govern the uh, circadian rhythm and how the depth and quality and the rhythm of your sleep. And so uh, we found, and that's one of the principles of building biology is is emphasizing in your residential space your sleeping environment and creating what they call a sleeping sanctuary. So mm -hmm. if you can, you know, eliminate toxins, you know, even from your, your bedding to the chemicals and reduce the electromagnetic fields back to more natural levels, uh, then you're, you're supporting your body to be uh, at a state where it can more optimally recover. And yeah, it seems like a good place to start. I mean, even, yeah. you know, you'd like to be in a healing environment all the time, right? But if you can, if you had to pick one function or one activity, sleeping would probably be the number one because that's when we do a lot of our healing, of course. Yeah, exactly. All right, really good. So, how does someone know if they if they need some of this work? Let's say someone's sitting at home and they don't know what chiropractic is, and they don't know what building biology is, and they don't know about any of this stuff, right? But they know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got headaches. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to be like, okay, I better go see a chiropractor. But yeah. not a lot of people are going to say, gosh, I have headaches. I should call a building biologist. <laughs> you know, there's different types of fields, okay? So there's an electric field that comes from wiring that it radiates six to eight feet from all the wires if you have plastic uh, jacketed wiring, that, you know, commonly called Romex. Uh and then there's magnetic fields that are like rings. If there's currents and things, there shouldn't be, or circuits shouldn't be there. Um, you know, there's ways to reduce that uh, with with unplugging things and stuff. Uh, turning off circuits is another way we do. We work with that, uh, and we determine which circuits are actually getting conducted through the body. Uh, but one thing you can try is you know turning things off, and uh, but. Probably one of the biggest things that I find uh, affects people really acutely, uh, like the low frequency magnetic fields. If you have wiring errors and stuff, that really tends to wear people down. So a lot of it's it's not uncommon for us to see people with chronic fatigue and uh, depression and just uh, really or anxiety stuff with those types of fields. And it's often a combination of fields, but one of the biggest things you could do is is go to a hardwired internet, uh, and that's a big step. If you can get off the Wi-Fi um, and plug in your computers, you know, plug in your laptops and things, 
and turn the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth features off, that can make a huge impact. We find that people are, you know, often have more mental clarity just with reducing those fields. And that's one of the things that we'll do with uh, businesses. We'll help uh, manage how much of the wireless radiation is affecting them. It makes a big difference. I'll demonstrate a little bit later, if you want me to, a, a story about a business that we worked with around that. Yeah, you can just dive right into that right now if you want. Okay. Well, this uh, woman, Chrissy, that we worked with, she was, you know, 35 years old, had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, suffering with insomnia, joint pain, muscle weakness, uh, numbness and tingling in her hands and feet, just a lot of mental fog and blurred vision. She'd actually been in bed for nine months and, oh my God. and pretty much not able to get up. Uh, she could get up, you know, and they brought her in a wheelchair to the car to go to doctor appointments. You know, she'd been to the Mayo Clinic, Mayo Neurology. She'd been to mitochondrial uh, specialist in Milwaukee. She'd been uh, to these allergy clinics and done elimination diets and all this stuff and, and no difference in her symptoms. We were working with uh, one of the holistic physicians who refers us people, uh, did a blood test and she had high levels of atrazine. Uh, herbicide in her blood and she lived kind of near these cornfields and so um, they were spraying you know crop dust in there and so he told her that you know she should have her house checked out and so we went down there and uh, it was really interesting because we talked about you know managing the issues with uh, the herbicides uh, better but also we wanted to check out what was going on with the electromagnetic fields and uh, what we call geopathic stress, which is anomalies in the Earth's magnetic field. And uh, basically, she she had really high levels of uh, these these fields from her building wiring, uh, the type of wiring she had. She had, you know, she was always on her iPad in her bed because uh, she couldn't get out, so she would be on the internet and watching videos and stuff. We we found. Like uh, the body voltage, you can measure how much of the electric fields conducted through the body. And that's an alternating current field that's like always moving through the body when you're in certain type of wiring fields. You know, she was uh, over 7,000 millivolts, uh, which is seven whole volts. And, uh, you know, we're able to get her down to 32. You want to be at least under 100 or 80. Your, your autonomic nervous system it has a voltage of equivalence of about 80 millivolts. So you can get back down to more natural levels. Uh, it was it was interesting. So we she had magnetic field, electric field issues, um, got the Wi-Fi uh, off in her space. We also did an adjustment with the underground water stream that was affecting her, which is geopathic stress. Um, the, the underground water as it moves in the Earth's crust uh, changes the nature of the earth radiation from the molten core of the earth as it comes up. So there's things you can do to adjust that. And, you know, we adjusted that. Like, like what really quick? I mean, okay. is, is that too, no, uh, I can get of a question. No, it's, it's pretty, uh, like you're talking about manipulating the radiation coming from the earth's core. That sounds intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. Um, you can uh, measure these fields with magnetometers and scintillation counters and different things. Uh, but for me, I've been a dowser for uh, 15 years now. 
so I was actually working with that type of field before I got into all the the measurement fields with building biology. Dowsing, that's like the old cartoon where there's like a stick that looks like a Y and you just you're <laughs> you're like following it around or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean it's uh there's a lot of ancient cultures that did the dowsing. The Chinese had their ways. The Masons uh, were really big into it. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson were dowsers. So basically you you can uh, tune into these anomalies in the Earth's magnetic field through different means. It's really your body that's picking it up and you train. I work with the master dowser to train to tune into the different types of fields and uh, when you get to the density of the edge of, the, of, a, of a field, you can use dowsing rods or, yes, some people would use like a willow branch as a conductor. Uh, there's a lot of different methods. But what you can do is you, when you're dowsing, you can get a lot more information than just a, a reading off of a meter. A meter is going to say, oh, it's elevated here. Okay. So with dowsing, you can see what direction does the field flow. And if you can see it, they're often field streams, so it would look more like a dense wall of radiation. The radiation from the molten core is significant. Uh, you may have noticed in the news lately they were talking about how ma the magnetic field of Mars got kind of obliterated by the sun's irradiation, and one of the reasons it got fried out, and uh, they don't have it's not sustaining life like it looks like it used to. Uh, there's, the Earth's magnetic field is, is protecting us from a lot of that ionizing radiation from the sun. So it's, it's a strong, consistent field, relatively, that all life here is adapted to, uh, to an extent. So, but if you're spending a lot of time over a place where that field is more concentrated and it has uh, more different frequencies in it that are disruptive to our body's uh, communication system, which is all also electromagnetic. Uh, you can tune into, for instance, in her situation, there's a underground water stream in the Earth's crust that was flowing right through where her bed is. And so what you do is you f figure out which way it's flowing. And upstream from that, we put a, a metal rod buried in the ground that uh, basically a lot when in the flow of the field stream hits that rod above and below ground, it will kind of create a bubble of less density hmm. for a couple hundred yards downstream. Okay. So if more sensitive people uh, feel it right away, it's like, wow, it feels lighter in here all of a sudden. It was pretty fun with, with what had happened to Chrissy. Uh, within a week, she called us and she was like, I, I haven't seen such a dramatic shift uh, as this, you know, in the whole time I've been sick. Uh, they were turning off certain circuits at night. They had to, to turned off the Wi-Fi. Based off of your recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so she wrote uh, this little this email. I just will read a couple of sentences from her quote. She said, uh, I'm miraculously feeling stronger every day. I haven't seen such an improvement as this in the 10 months I've been ill. My muscles getting stronger, the numbness and tingling in my hands and feet is greatly improving. My mental uh, clarity as well. Uh, I even walked down to my parents a block away and back home without feeling weak. I've been able to play outside with my son, the best benefit of all. Um, usually can't even walk across the street to get the mail most days. She said, uh, but since turning off the breakers, I'm feeling a change for the better. I just pray it continues. I feel like I finally have hope again. 
I will definitely keep you posted in my progress. So we heard from her within two weeks. She w- was riding her bike around town. Wow. And, uh, you know, and then I heard, I connected with her again a couple of years later, and uh, she was doing really well. She still had a little bit of fatigue, but she had her life back. She does normal exercise around the school track. It was just such a significant change. And what was so interesting is, you know, she had these high, this high level of toxins in her blood. But what we see is that when you have all this electromagnetic radiation, it stresses the body to such a degree that you're not going to go to the deeper stages of sleep. You don't reach the deeper stages of sleep. You don't kick in those detoxification mechanisms that allow you to flush out the toxins that are building up. And uh, so that was that was a fascinating case and um, she's doing really well now. I just thought that was interesting because we're finding, you know, more and more coming out about, you know, pesticides and, and uh, these other toxins that are inhibiting detoxification. But uh, we find a big synergistic effect with the electromagnetic fields and chemicals. We're also seeing in terms of the blood-brain barrier, which is this complex capillary system that surrounds the brain tissue, is supposed to keep toxins from getting into the brain tissue from, mm-hmm. that are in the bloodstream, that they get stimulated. The blood-brain barrier will get stimulated. It'll to get stay. more permeable. Yeah, exactly. So it allows those toxins to get in, which you may know is a big factor with, you know, autism and Alzheimer's and attention deficit issues and all that. All kinds of inflammation issues in the brain. Did she ever do anything about the atrazine? Yeah, she was doing some more. During that first period, she didn't do anything. She had said to me when I just spoke to her recently, it's been a couple of years, that she hasn't really directly gone back and had it tested what the levels were. But she's feeling so much better, she hasn't felt compelled to. <laughs> but wow, she said, okay. I said, hey, let me know what you find out when you do. Yeah, yeah. Because it would be real interesting to know. But uh, It's an interesting case study because it kind of points to something that, that I think of a lot. There was a man named Jeffrey Bland. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy or not, but... He's the, a lot of people will refer to him as the father of functional medicine. I was in a seminar once a long time ago, and he talked about the functional medicine web. Essentially, you know, you can imagine like yourself in the middle and then a web around you, right? And you could think of chemical stressors as one thing that affects you. Mm-hmm. EMF or electromagnetic radiation uh, issues could be another thing that could affect you. Pesticides like atrazine could could affect you and... Your levels of sleep could affect you and what you're drinking and what you're eating and and geopathic stress and, you know, how much sun you're getting and on and on and on and on. Your emotional stressors, all kinds of stuff, they all affect you. I think because of the way that we're in a culture that's really kind of into diagnosing issues, if someone's in pain or outside of health where they want to be in one way or another, you know, that we try to diagnose an issue and then we try to treat that issue sort of. So like, oh, okay, well, good news, you're... You, we found the problem. You're diabetic. We just need to like lower your blood sugars and away we go. Mm-hmm. Here, take this glucophage or this insulin or whatever. And that's the fix that you needed or whatever, because that's yeah. that you got this disease. You got this pathology or whatever. I so often think back to that idea of the functional medicine web. These stressors are all cumulative. They have a cumulative mm-hmm. effect on us. So poor Chrissy, she's you know laying there in bed and there's probably a million things that are going on with her, right? And is the atrazine negatively impacting her? 
Well, probably, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if she, you know, if, if her doc did a test and and she's got these elevated levels, then that's probably not good. Yeah. But but you didn't even address that. It sounds right. like, and I don't know if anyone did ever. But the point is, is you went in and you addressed some geopathic stress and some some electromagnetic radiation issues. And because of that, her overall stressors were reduced so much that even if that atrazine is still there, she's able to live a healthful life. Would it be better to also deal with the atrazine? I would say probably yes, mm-hmm. eventually. You know, and maybe now she has the energy that she can go and do that or whatever. But again, that's why Habitat Retreats came about is because we wanted to try to change the environment that people are living in when they're not, they aren't able to figure out, I know I'll be less depressed if I work out, but I'm so depressed I can't work out. Yeah, well, yeah. What, well, what do we do to get you out of that, to kind of, you know, stimulate something? So I love, I love the work that you're doing because you're, you're altering or you're manipulating someone's environment or their habitat that they're living in or working in all the time. And so that just has such far-reaching effects. I'm going to ask this question again because I feel like it's an important one. When do they call you? You know? Do you know what I mean? Should it, should everyone have a, a consultation <laughs> with a building biologist? <laughs> well, I'm biased, but I think this is true. I mean, what I'm really... what's making me more hopeful is that we are getting more calls from people uh, and families that want and businesses that want to be proactive you know everybody realize they can they can be better in their lives they can improve their performance they can you know be more present and enjoy life more uh, without stress and like what you were talking about that whole web I, I kind of look at things as like stressors, you know, you, you've got all these different stressors and you get to that point where you're just at overflow or you're in a state of more chronic flight or flight, fight or flight response. Yep. Ideally, you want to, it'd be nice to approach it before it gets to that chronic point where uh, you're having such those issues. It's really interesting because a lot of times we're called in for, in general, Children and women are more sensitive to chemicals and electromagnetic radiation, we find. Really? Well, we just, that's the ones that call <laughs> often. Well, that and doesn't mean they're the ones that are affected. But. Well, that's the ironic thing, you know. It's like, uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, people are resist, the, the guys or, or the husbands or, or the boyfriends or um, they're, they're more resistant at first to like, you know, I don't, it, this is like you're saying, there's not enough information about this in the United States out there. So they haven't heard about it. So like, oh, come on, you know? And it's so funny because nine times out of 10, the either they or the, the wife are, you know, is calling us and saying, you know, everybody's admitting they feel better. Everybody's sleeping better. And they didn't even think they had sleep issues. I was the one with sleep issues or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's just about awareness and about consciousness and about trying to uh, create healthier spaces. And then, you know, it's like, wow, people realize they were impacted. Because what happens is it compounds when you're, when you're getting inflammation and stress uh, responses in your body from these external factors 
it compounds what everybody's thinking is like they're what they're worried about, right? Their financial or their relationship stress or whatever is going on with them emotionally, it compounds the stress in their body. And so you alleviate this physical stressor or energetic stressor and they're like, whoa, I had no idea how much that that was like 30% of why I felt, you know, so amped up or exhausted, you know? Right. I mean, and I'm thinking of (laughs) athletes that, that want to stress their bodies through their workout and then they want to recover afterwards so that yeah. they can be faster or stronger or whatever, just like a, a healthy diet. If, if you, if you come home and you eat beer and pizza after your workout, that's going to have a different effect on your body than if you have a kale smoothie and like with some flaxseed sprinkled on it or something, you know, yeah. yeah. the same way that you can promote uh, healing and quicker recovery through diet, you can also do that through reducing any kind of stress. Uh, and, and this is just one more way. Yeah. And that brings in a whole another thing of like just managing your energy. And uh, what we, we also do with businesses and, and homes is create what we call the end zone. And the end zone is more of an optimal space, like, you know, starting with at least one room. Sometimes it can be a whole environment, but you, you create a space that's more optimal with, you know, good air quality with really low electromagnetic radiation without geopathic stress with, you know, good color and imagery and all that that supports what you're wanting to create in your life. And uh, it's a place where you can kind of unplug and go and honor your rhythms because so many people you know, are, are stressed chronically. Like it's one thing about stressing yourself to grow and then recovering like you're talking about, but another thing that it's chronic. And a lot of times people have a really hard time changing their life patterns unless they have a place to go to. So like just like your habitat retreats, <laughs> you know, it's like make a, make a space within the space where you can go and plug and just like the circadian rhythms uh, of the night rhythm and the day rhythm, we have the ultradian rhythms, which are every 90 to 120 minutes that are, you know, people have a lull in their energy and it's supposed to be that way. And what, you know, that's why Hollywood used to make movies always 120 minutes, you know, but you get, uh, you get to that point where, you're, oh, I need to do more. And people are overstimulating themselves with caffeine and, and different uh, activities or, you know, not really taking quality breaks and honoring their energy. So being able to create space that also supports uh, sustainable change in their energy. You know, like uh, the Tony Swartz is a, a great performance expert. You know, he was saying, you know, it's really not about time management. It's about managing the cycles that govern your energy. And this is uh, creating time for rest and recovery. And when that's done, the performance and productivity can sustainably flourish. So creating creating the space for that can make a big difference. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I want people to know that they can go to your website. It's called intentionalenvironment.com. This is a nice... This is a nice resource for people. They can go on there on your, so they can obviously peruse the website and get some information there too. 
but they can uh, go to your contact page and if they put in their name and their email and if they if they just say hey I'd like to get your newsletter or get your tips or, or something like that you'll mm-hmm. you'll throw them on that newsletter which is free you send out kind of helpful tips every I don't know what every couple of every, months or something yeah every every few weeks or every month uh, or every six weeks um, there's not always a clear rhythm but it's <laughs> not it's not uh, every you know you're not getting something every day or every week it's we don't inundate people we try to you know, give them quality information uh, in a digestible way okay very cool so that's something yeah. that they could you know if they want more information right because uh, I just think this is a this is an interesting topic, and there's only so much we can kind of cover in this in this little forty minutes or hour, however long this this thing is. This can show up where we're living, but also in the workplace. Do you have a story that you can share about someone, yeah. and like maybe have you ever helped anyone in the workplace? Yeah, we're uh, we're working with more and more businesses and and supporting. Uh, we create some wellness uh, programs and also collaborate with others that have uh, wellness programs and that's been really successful. Uh, I want to share the story about uh, Beehive PR firm. It's a a pretty interesting uh, case study for both us and them and others I think because it had so many dynamics that were going on. Uh, They called us in and uh, they were complaining of headaches and mental fog and uh, all these issues with allergies and chronic colds and high stress and not having enough energy. Um, they were going through a period of layoffs and declining budgets and uh, kind of going through a new business drought. And they were also in this building that was built to repair trains. Uh, so you may be familiar with Bandana Square. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in the, in the 1980s, they like converted and made that into a business center and there was a lot of businesses in there, restaurants and all kinds of things. And slowly through like the 90s and early 2000s, it just, uh, the businesses just went out, you know, kind of like Calhoun Square, you know, like it just becomes, it became mostly empty. So they were just one of like three businesses left in this main building anymore. Everything was going out. And we just thought it was so interesting because there's this energy dynamic of what we call predecessor chi. Uh, from the feng shui perspective, which was one big key piece. And this place was built to repair trains. So if you look out on the outside, there's like these giant windows that were doorways. There were old big doorways where they bring the train repair equipment in and pull it out. And so trains came and went, came and went. So it had this energy pattern in the space of coming and going and just being transient. And uh, that was still really impacting what was going on with businesses that were failing in there. And so that was one aspect that, you know, we looked at and addressed uh, through uh, doing the activations and the the energy work on a certain level. And they also had a fault zone, which is gaps in the Earth's crust. So you have gaps in the Earth's crust that allows the radiation from the molten core, that geopathic stress field streams to, to be an issue. And uh, so that was contributing. They also had uh, in their cubes and offices, everybody had these wireless printers 
And a lot of them weren't using it, and nobody was using them wirelessly. But the printers themselves were like mounted up near their heads, you know, on the cubes in the office, and they're constantly broadcasting Wi-Fi signal. Now, if I turn on a meter and you could hear Wi-Fi, most of it sounds like this. It's a, it's a constant pulsing at 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz. Um, and that we found that that affects the cell membranes and you know there's a lot of research talking about uh, what the pulsed uh, digital waves do but they all had them like near their heads and you couldn't turn them off like a lot of the more modern printers you can go into the menu settings and turn the wi-fi feature off well so they you know worked on replacing those and we managed uh, how they could still have uh, some wireless in there while reducing their exposure where they're spending the most time um, and uh, we did this, what we call a, a chi adjustment, and they had a significant change. Like within three weeks, they had all this new business. Uh, they were able to start hiring people again. Um, we also found one of the intentions we did with the chi adjustment was to bring in more, more businesses, that there's a more sustainable uh, you know, presence there of people that have become a thriving business center again. And uh, we found out that right at that time, there, uh, there had also been a line of healthcare signed uh, to bring their clinics in there, and other businesses followed very quickly. So it was kind of cool to see this big shift. And uh, so then that next year, we were able to uh, work on redesigning the office environment. They had the budget to, to work with that. So we worked with the building biology, you know, creating all um, low off-gassing, you know, materials and work with the color and the design and the imagery uh, to be really supporting what their mission, vision, and values were. And, uh, and then we also implemented the end zone, which was that space, again, to help them unplug and meditate and recharge and reflect and start this pattern of honoring their rhythms during the day of taking these more quality breaks. And they just we're able to have a lot more energy and focus and creativity. And uh, they, in, the, in 2014, their business profit was up 41%. They, 2015, in the, the spring, they got the American Association of, uh, or the American Psychological Association's Healthy Workplace Award. So nice. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So they're doing uh, they're doing very well, and it, and we actually uh, work with them uh, quarterly. Now this next year, we'll do every six weeks of doing energy tune-ups with it. So we monitor the electromagnetic radiation, do any geopathic stress adjustments. You know, work with them also with the intentional energy design and some mindfulness practices. So it's been fun, and and it's really neat to see. Uh, an engaged culture and an engaged leadership with business that really care about their people and want to support a yeah, space no for them. So, That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. You really combine research-based approaches with working with subtle energies where there's really not as much research around that, obviously. There's thousands and thousands of years of anecdotal evidence that that's great right so yeah so how do you maybe you won't have like a direct answer for this but how do you bring those two together well i do think that there's a lot more 
happening with our modern science and modern physics that is bridging that gap between the work of, of working with the more uh, consciousness and energy and uh, what we see from like quantum physics. What, what the implications of quantum physics showed us, you know, really coming out in the, the 1920s and 30s and, you know, the work of Max Planck and Einstein and others really showing how everything is energy. That had a lot of implications in science that are still now getting integrated. Um, it, was, it was slower for them to talk about the implications of what that does to uh, be aware of what our, our consciousness is and how that works and how we are uh, energetic beings that we're all connected to this kind of universal sea of energy. And if we learn how to uh, manage and tap into that, it can be really powerful. I think uh, like some of the work uh, Dr. Bruce, Bruce Lipton of Stanford University has done, uh, pioneer in epigenetics, uh, showing some fascinating stuff. Some of you may be aware of the, his book, Biology Belief, which Absolutely. is a great read. Um, he's, One of my favorite books that he, that he did was evol uh, Spontaneous Evolution. I don't know if you read uh -huh. that one. That was a later one. Very, yeah. very cool stuff. Basically, biology of belief, but instead of like in the person, it's more in like the society or the cultural level. It's kind of yeah. it's really interesting. So, yeah, and he's saying that the subconscious mind ultimately is casting the deciding vote and how much abundance and happiness and success that you will experience. You know, he's also claiming that the subconscious mind is one million times more powerful than the conscious mind. You know, that we're, our thoughts of what we think about consciously during our day are only really occupying uh, one to five percent of our capacity. You know, the other 95 to 99 percent is, is, you know, controlling our body's functions, our heartbeats, our uh, breathing, all of that, but also being aware of what's going on around us. And uh, it's being able to convince that aspect of yourself uh, makes a really powerful impact. And that's one thing that the subtle energy work does. It's like you can, and the positive messaging that you can put in your space through imagery and color and, and design uh, that helps support your subconscious mind to be aware of what you really want to create in your life. What, what, how do you want to be intentional and what do you want to be intentional about? And then you can attract what you're intending. And it's an interesting process because it, it also brings up what you're talking about earlier with your work around, you know, emotions and so forth. So you do become aware of what are maybe your limiting beliefs are. And being able to uh, shift that uh, and shift that into more positive messaging and convincing that higher aspect of your consciousness to be aware of what you want instead of you know, limiting yourself by believing you don't deserve certain things or that kind of thing. It can make a big impact. And when you do have the environment support that, it's uh, so much easier. Well, very cool. I want to make sure people understand though that that stuff is all super powerful and I think what's one thing that's interesting about your work is that you don't just go in and say you know well 
you know, we've known for thousands of years in feng shui that, you know, you divide the room up into nine pieces and you, you know, this corner is the wealth corner. You really want to have something purple over in that corner. You know, there's that, you know, there's that weight of doing things and that's mm -hmm. great and fine. And I, al I also like what you do, though, that is you, you have actual like meters. You have ways of measuring these energies some of these different energies that people can see and and again not that everything that that is valuable can be seen i guess for me it's still nice to see something like it, it feels more tangible when when you can show me oh here's the, the amount of emf right here or something and then like mm -hmm. okay let's let's turn this one circuit off or let's put this copper wire over here or do this or that mm -hmm. and oh now look at the emf like wow that's that's significantly different and so i just wanted to highlight that for people since obviously they haven't worked with you mm -hmm. i think that's a nice piece yeah i i think that's a it can be a really foundational piece and that's why we call uh one of our basic services called essential clarity and essential clarity is about identifying uh, what are interferences to health and well-being and then being able to adjust and mitigate and take care of those things. And we found that when you do that, you know, in a real measurable way that you can, you know, get a report and see before and after and what happens and then the experiential, you can have that more clarity in your, your body and mind. And then uh, if people want to go deeper with the subtle energy work, then it's much more effective because you don't have the interferences that are causing the uh, more stress and inhibiting people from you know, getting out of that that busy mind that often the stress state puts us in. Right, right on. All right, Damon, we are out of time, and I want to thank you one more time for coming on the show. Yeah, well, thanks. It's it's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Anyone that wants more information can go to drchrisfrickman.com slash building biology. And I will have a link there for your website. And you can find out more information about how to go to Habitat Retreats if you want to do that. Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting-edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more. 